afternoon after school, we would play cricket as if we were the Australian cricket team. And so literally, I, I was Dennis Lilly. And there was, I mean, if, if I was running alongside the actual Dennis Lilly, this is in the 70s, you would probably see, that's a, that's a pretty good likening. My action, my spin, <laughs> my accuracy, my, all, <laughs> all of that. <laughs> hair, hair, yep. I had a little bit of gold chain bouncing around. <laughs> but anyway, I wanted to grow up and I just wanted to be like Dennis Lilly whenever it came to playing cricket. Because when I watched Dennis Lilly play on TV, as a child, I was watching him and I was going, I want to be like him. I want to play like he does. Because he was, you know, he was like all in. I mean, he was all in. And he created, like, when batsmen would line up to face Dennis Lilly, they were fearful of him because he would... He would just bowl with such accuracy and speed and, and passion. And, and he had a lot of players on the defensive all the time because he was so, so awesome. And I just decided as a kid that I would be like Dennis Lilly. In other words, when we're children, when we are children, we're looking for someone to show us how to do life. Let me just say that again. It's really important that you hear that. When we are children, we are looking for someone who will show us how to live life. Be it as a sports person or at school or what does it mean to um, belong to a family. And if we just transfer that over now that kind of thinking into the heart of God that children would be discipled in the things of the kingdom of God. There is incumbent upon us an invitation from God that we would, as people of the kingdom, live our love relationship with Jesus in such a way that our children would look at that and they would say, I want a faith like Ryan has. I want a faith like Monica has. I want faith like, um, like, like Kai has. Children are watching. They're looking. I want to worship with, you know all that enthusiasm and energy like Trent does when he's on the drums. Children are looking. You may not realise it, but our children here at the vineyard that God has sent us, he sent them here because he wants us to show them how to live the kingdom life. Now, over the last few weeks, we've been looking at Deuteronomy chapter 4, where Moses is getting... Joshua and that next generation ready to walk in the fullness of their inheritance as they cross into the promised inheritances of God. And as he's doing that, he, Moses is telling them, please, please, please pay attention to what I'm saying 
and he says it for the sake of the children. It's really interesting. The very first outward directional work of what it means to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, for God, it is the children. And he does that because he's trying to tell the world children are not being treated like they should. They're not being treated like they should. Thanks, Susan. They're undervalued, they're depreciated, and they're actually, unfortunately, and actually to our disgrace, a disposable reality in our culture and world now. It's terrible that that is what is at play here. But it's in that, in that, I mean, the world hasn't changed much since Moses was around. Children were disposable then too. But that's why Moses' God came along and said, I want my rule and reign in the earth to truly put the value of children as the high priority. Because our God is not like any other God. Moses says, in, um, actually in Deuteronomy chapter 6, uh, it, it, he says this. Let me just pull it up there for you. If I can get my thing to work. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. Deuteronomy 6, verse 5, he says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts, full stop. Impress them on your children, full stop. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands, bind them on your foreheads, write them on the door frames of your houses and your gates. See that sentence right there after, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul and strength? Let that live on your heart. And the first outward working of that, the directional outworking of loving God with all your heart, soul, and strength is where? The children. So my question is, Lord, what kind of impression am I making on the children that you've given me to care for? Both my own natural children and the children of the kingdom of God. What's the impression that I'm leaving on their life? Children are like, the reason why they're looking for someone to show them how to live, it's because they're, they, when they're born, they're like this blank canvas. They've got this wonderful sense of eternity set in their heart because God's fashioned them, but they're looking for someone to help them along the way as they grow. Understand that, what that looks like in a relationship with God what that looks like in their everyday living. And they're just like, the kids are just like, you know, plasticine, Play-Doh. 
And, you, 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 you know, if you, if you take some Play-Doh and you work it, it takes on all different shapes. But children are like that. They're impressionable. And, and there's this sense in God's heart that we as the people of the kingdom would make an impression on our children's lives. Particularly as a community of faith. Today at the Vineyard, we are blessing our children as they begin another year of life and faith and development. And for Nicole and I, and along with the team, and everyone here in the children's team at Vineyard, we are calling us all again to be wholehearted in our love for God. Because we know that as we are wholehearted in our love for God, our children will reap the inheritance of the kingdom of God in their life. If we're not passionate about worshipping God, that leaves an impression on our children. If we can't be bothered to be generous to the work of the kingdom of God, that leaves an impression on our children. If we are generous towards the work of the kingdom of God and the work of the poor, feeding the poor and caring for the poor and isolated, that leaves an impression on our children. Now, you know, one of the things that I'm... Last week I said, you know, we can't fight the battles that our children need to fight as they grow. We can't fight them for them. But we can fight the journeys and the battles that the Lord's asked us to do it in such a way that we show our children the tools on how they too can journey and have victory in their life in Jesus. We can't do it for them, but we can show them how in relationship with God and with his people. You know, one of the, I, you know, one of the things I just love about watching our youth here at the Vineyard, a couple of times now I've seen them, they just take it upon themselves to go and, like even yesterday afternoon, some of the young people just got really hungry to want to go and hang out with Ula in the hospital. You know, on their Saturday afternoon, on their time, when they've got schoolwork and, 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 and also working at their, their part-time jobs and all that stuff, but they, they took their time to go and hang out with Ula in hospital and just spend time with her, loving her, praying with her, encouraging her, being there while she, you know, shaved her head as all her hair's falling out again due to the chemotherapy. That's our young people. They're like standing in the front, on the front line, you know. We can't fight it for them, but we've given them the tools to go and fight. They're looking for someone to follow. And God's called us here at the Vineyard to be a people who leave a lasting impression on many generations. That's what we are about, and that's what we will be about. Our, a big, big outworking of priority is our love for children. Impressions. Everyone has impressions. Everyone has, I, being in, in public life, a lot of people tend to have impressions about who, who I am. And um, it's interesting to, you know, get some feedback on those impressions sometimes. But sometimes the impressions are, well, I don't think much of him. Sometimes their encounters with me are, well, 
he wasn't very caring. Sometimes people's takeaways from being engaged with me are, well, actually, he did seem interested in my life. Uh, Sometimes people's impressions of me are, gosh, that was a bold move. That was pretty courageous. Sometimes their impressions of me are, well, he didn't do anything. It doesn't matter where we're living. I'm just trying to illustrate the point that everyone's watching everyone all the time because we're looking for an impression. Who's going to show us the way to do life? And, and, and it's my heart, Nick's heart, and the team here at the Vineyard, that we would just live and love God with everything we've got. And sometimes that's a really awesome way to live. And other times it's a very misunderstood way to live. But we want to love with all our heart the children that God's given us here at Vineyard. Now, um, one of the... If you just think about your own childhood experiences, particularly in relationship to the church, sometimes... For some of us, it may have been a fantastic experience of encouragement, of faith and development, of um, affirmation and have a go. You'll get it. It's all right. And safety. And for some of us, it may not have been. For some of us, it may, you know, the growing up in the life of the church or being near a church may have been a really terrible experience where it wasn't safe and where you didn't feel like you were affirmed. Well, I want to let you know today that here at the Vineyard, this is a safe place for children. And we take extraordinary lengths to make it so. And we invite you to help us create an environment where our children know they are welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. In all that we're doing here at the Vineyard. See, Jesus said this to some disciples, and not just some disciples, but to some folk one day, when he said to them, um, let the children come to me. I can't seem to get this firing, Andrew. Could you? He said, let the children come to me in Mark 10, 14. He says, let the children come to me and do not hinder them. Do not hinder them. Now, Hindering is a doing word. And hindering, even in our passivity, that can be a doing. Even by choosing to do nothing, we're actually doing something. So by ignoring children, by not acknowledging children, by being passive towards children, we're actually acting out towards children that what we think of them and the value of them. What are we doing? Jesus says, don't hinder the kids. Just check your attitude and your lifestyle towards the children because the heart of God is that the children would know God and carry their rightful inheritance in him. Don't prevent, don't forbid, don't withhold. Don't be unfriendly. Be welcoming and warm and inviting. And you know what? Sometimes as big people, that means we have to ask for, Holy Spirit, just give me some grace for this because I'm like out of, my tank's empty. I got a short fuse today. 
but give me your grace for your greater glory in these children's lives. Help me, God. Change my heart. Give me a new attitude today. Let me love them like you do. But that's up to you and me to choose that way of life. But just be careful because sometimes Jesus is, is really pointing out that sometimes the way we do life around God can hinder the kids. Just, just pay attention to our, our actions. Um, Andrew, if you could just shoot to the next one for me very quickly. Generational importance. I kind of want to tap in and finish here. But generational importance. In in 2 Timothy, Paul writes to Timothy, and and it's very interesting what he says. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, sorry, yeah, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, He's, he's, he's thinking, Paul is thinking on Timothy and the role and the work that Timothy is doing as a, as a young pastor of a church. And he says this, I've, <clears throat> in verse 4, while he's praying, he says, I'm recalling you with my tears. In other words, there's a fondness in Paul towards his young apprentice, Timothy. There's a, there's a, there's a heart connection for that next generation of kingdom leaders and kingdom influences that Paul carried towards Timothy. And he says, he says this, he says, I really long to see you that I, might, I may be filled with joy. And he says, I'm, I've been reminded of your sincere faith. So he's thinking on Timothy and he says, this faith which first lived in your grandmother Lois, And in your mother, Eunice, and, he says, I am persuaded, now lives in you. Paul's pointing out that it was Timothy's grandmother's love for God that made Timothy the man that he is now. And it wasn't just Timothy's grandmother's love for God, it was Timothy's mum's love for God that made him the man that he was now. You see, Timothy was impressed upon by not just one generation, but by two that the Scriptures speak of. And Paul, his teacher, his discipler, his his one who was showing Timothy the way of kingdom influence in life, Paul doesn't point at himself. He points at the role that generational impression plays in the life of Timothy as a kingdom, you know, influencer and leader. We need every generation. We need every generation at play all the time. Our children need our spiritual grandparents being involved and loving and serving them all the time. Our children need, you know, the parental level. You know, my crew... My crew are now getting into their teen years. My youngest one, she's, she's 10. But my, my older two, they're getting into their teen years. And you know what? I am so thankful to God that there's, there's this team of young adults, and I'll put Corey and Laney in that, in those, these, these 
these other adults who are just a generation in front, you know, just in front a bit, but they've got a faith and love for Jesus that my guys need to get from them. I'm so thankful. Because sometimes they can't get from me as a parent what they need from the community of faith. Guys, this is, this is so foundational. If we want to see our region rocked by the kingdom of God, if we want to see people coming to faith, if we want to see the poor fed, poverty eradicated, and people coming into the fullness of their inheritance, it's how wholehearted we are about our love for God, which manifests towards the value of children. It's so important. That's the standout difference that God spoke to Moses about so long ago. Generational integrity and importance. Timothy could love God and lead because a man of God came alongside him and pointed out the faith that was already built into him and had made impression upon him by his grandmother and his mother. Paul pointed to that and fanned that into flame. said, see, it's there, mate. It's all there. You've been given every tool you need. And Paul encouraged him along the way in that. I want to encourage us all this morning that there are among us Loises. There are among us Eunices. There are women, grand, grandmothers and mothers of faith that have had incredible journeys of both victory and defeat, and yet they still remain faithful to the love of God for their life that our children need. Our children need your stories. And this year, we are inviting you. You will be invited wholeheartedly and regularly and often to share your stories of faith with the children. And I'm not just singling out the women here. In fact, we do have a massive ebb in terms of male presence with our children here at the Vineyard. We need men to come into their understanding of who they are in Jesus and offer their life for the children's sake, for the greater glory of God. You see, it's not just about here at the Vineyard. That's thinking too small. We're thinking about the impact that this is going to make in the earth, in the earth at large, because those children in there, they're going to end up all over this global village that we now live in as accountants and doctors and nurses and, and, and bricklayers and all sorts of kind of people, all, and they're going to be sent by the Spirit of God all over the earth. And what are they going to take with them? the impressions that's been made upon their life and made them who they are to that point. We need, we need all your stories. We need you men. We need your stories of faith and victory. We need your doggedness to hang in there with God. We need you. Our children need you. And the grandchildren in this place need you. I love the vineyard. I love what God's doing with us here in this season. God took, took our children's pastor and decided she needed to live in Melbourne. Wasn't that wonderful of God? <laughs> in, absolutely it was. 
But what it did was it allowed the Holy Spirit to point out an undervaluing that was taking place among us. So that we would, again, love the children with all our heart, mind and strength. You know, every day I have to, like, make a choice. Am I going to live wholeheartedly for you today or not, Jesus? <laughs> and I have, to, I have to just lean into the Holy Spirit every day for that. And I want to encourage us all towards that, especially in regards to seeing the children come into their faith in Christ. Um, I want to... Paul... Paul did something with Timothy here, and I want to finish on this note, where Paul, Paul said these few words to Timothy. He said, I charge you. I charge you. In other words, what he was doing was, uh, Paul was saying, hey, you know the work of the ministry of the kingdom of God. And I'm charging you as responsible to walk in everything that God's invested in you, that your grandparents and your parents have invested in you. And he says, I charge you responsible to walk in the fullness of that. So there was something on Timothy's end where he had to step forward into what God had placed in him. And Paul says, it's your responsibility, Timothy. Step into it. And I'm charging no one else accountable for your response other than it's all on your shoulders or your heart. Now, one of the things I love to do here at the Vineyard, can we just pop to the last slide there, Andrew? When we pray for children, when we dedicate children, one of the things that I, you know, sometimes people sort of think, oh, gee, he's rambling on a bit. But actually, you've got to understand, my words are really chosen my words are really chosen. And when I'm choosing those words, every time we dedicate a child, I always ask a question to you and me as the fellowship of believers. And I ask us a question. I said, will we, as the people of Jesus in this place, welcome the responsibility of discipling this child that God has seen fit to bless to our fellowship of believers. And everyone says, we will. You know, there's this great big cheer. Everyone goes, yeah, we will. And then I ask a second question. And the second question is, will you not only do that for this child, but will you do this for every child that God is send, has sent and is sending to the vineyard to disciple them in the ways of his kingdom? And everyone goes, we will. That's what it means to charge you. That's like Paul was saying to Timothy, I'm charging you. Well, at the start of this year, I felt like God wanted to charge us again. It was like the heart of God wants to charge us. That we would carry this high value of the importance for the ministry and the glory of Jesus to go into the earth through our children. So I'll just read this to you, and, um, and, then, um, and then we'll finish by just standing and, and praying. But here's the charge. We, the saints of the living God at Vineyard Pine Rivers, we welcome the Holy Spirit's presence and power to love God with all our heart, 
all our soul and all our strength. We welcome the Holy Spirit's presence and power to see multiple generations of children and young people come into the fullness of their spiritual inheritance in God and his kingdom reign through Jesus Christ. And with the help and the wisdom of the power of the Spirit, we receive the passion of Jesus to rise up in our life for the cause of his greater glory through the generations to come. There's the charge. This is what's on the heart of the Father. And this is what I'm laying before us again today. That as we start this year, we, we so value our children's ministry in this place. Not bec- Well, all because this is where the heart of God first wants to point it. That we would leave an impression on those who are impressionable of his great love. And that they would take that, that impression of his love and they would influence their friends, their world, with his kingdom. So I guess this morning, I just want us to, um, I, I, I want to invite the Holy Spirit to do a transaction in our heart. That where we go, you know what, God, I hear the charge. And I welcome walking in the responsibility of that charge with the help of the Holy Spirit for your greater glory and that our children and our children's children would receive their full inheritance in God. So if you would like to just join me, I'm going to pray a simple prayer of Holy Spirit, come. And it's got to be a transaction that takes place in here. Okay? It's going to take place in here. If you would like to welcome that charge, why don't you just, um, why don't you just stand where you are and, and we'll just ask the Holy Spirit to confirm that with his presence to you now. Just close your eyes. This is you and God. This is us and God welcoming his heart for the children and for his greater glory. Father, thank you just for your incredible love for everyone in this place called Vineyard Pine Rivers. And I thank you, Heavenly Father, that this morning as we celebrate and focus on your great love for the children, you're leaving an impression on our hearts that we too are your kids. (laughs) We thank you for everyone that's played a part in investing your kingdom in our life from previous generations we say thank you we say thank you and we just ask now heavenly father that for for as we're standing here and just welcoming this charge this sense of calling and destiny and responsibility before you we it's it's not heavy it's 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 invitation to intimacy and friendship with you god Holy Spirit, would you just come now and just do that transaction that you do in our hearts. Let our heart feel your heart this morning, Father. Thank you, Father.
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Holy Spirit, while we're in this place with you, would you just begin to speak to us quite uniquely as to how you would like my life and our life to make an impression on the children. Could you show us, Holy Spirit, where we are in that picture? Each of us uniquely. Show us what we have to bring of you, of your loving story in our life for the children's sake and for your greater glory. Show us, Lord, how do you want to use us? How do you want to use me, Lord? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Multiply your love, Lord. Multiply your love in our hearts. Multiply your love through our hearts. Multiply your love. And Lord, that our children would also show us how to be friends of Jesus. And our children would show us the way as well. (laughs) Thank you, Heavenly Father. Now, friends, I'm, I'm praying that just over this next little while, God might actually start, here's, here's how I want you to get involved, not just with the children, but with the young people that, that, that are part of Reborn Youth and some of our young, young people who are becoming young adults now and starting to move off into university life. These guys are looking. They're looking for someone to leave an impression. And they need to know you're there. Don't just presume they'll know. Let them know. Please, please let them know. Take the time and let them know. I bless you guys. This is going to be a great year at the vineyard in the kingdom of God. God bless you.